Welcome to Next, brought to you by Content Labs. I'm Zelina Khan, your host, and I'm so excited to bring you season four with a brand new set of guests to educate, motivate, and hopefully inspire you in and out of the workplace. There's been a great deal of excitement, fear, and in some cases, loathing about the emergence of natural language processing tools driven by artificial intelligence that seem almost human-like when you interact with them. The acceleration of AI has some people worry that it's gonna replace them. I've lost count on the number of times I've been told artificial intelligence is gonna take all of our jobs. However, I've seen quite the opposite with me and my team of creatives. We've been able to deliver more content at a faster speed for any budget. The time we saved has allowed us to push the creative envelope. And who knows, by the end of this episode, you just might find yourself a friend in AI with your next project. Today, we'll explore the world of AI and content marketing with none other than Dana Weber, Global Director of Client Services at TPD Digital, one of my personal favorite TransPerfect peeps. Dana, welcome. Hi, always a pleasure. Look at us being two ladies sitting on a couch. But I feel like I'm on a Barbara Walters episode, I love it. Um, <laughs> just um, don't make me cry. Let's talk about what you do at TransPerfect yep. and what you did before TransPerfect, just to set the stage a little bit for our yeah, listeners. I'm a digital marketer through and through. So websites, banner ads, you know, back in the beginning and then the launch of all the social media craze and, and now with just this speed of content generation, it's just, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with some of the most amazing clients and brands um, all around the world. And I was a client of TransPerfect for a very long time um, and had the opportunity to come bring, you know, that experience and expertise from the agency side and the client side in-house and, and help scale and shape our global programs. Let's go back a little bit and let's talk about um, your first interaction with AI and, you know, when it started emerging, what were you noticing in the digital marketing space and, um, I guess I want the tea. Like, I want to know, like, what were people saying about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and how have you seen that evolve since then? I was thinking about this over the weekend, and AI is not new, right? So I think about what is AI and then what is marketing with AI. And I'm trying to separate that when I'm talking with clients and talking with my team because AI has been around for a very long time. My first memory of anything AI was when IBM Watson was a contestant on Jeopardy and beat the Jeopardy champions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's AI, right? Yes. yes. Um, Alexa, I'm going to make some people's phones go off. You know, Siri, you know, using those voice assistants on your phone. That's AI. I think about when we first got those voice assistants and we tell Siri we want things and we tell Alexa to buy things for us. Um, and that behavior is common now. But at the beginning, you know, this hype around, oh my God, my phone's listening to me and my phone's doing these things and the ads are following me around the internet, started to scare people. And now people are very comfortable with that. So what's new with AI right now is you can use it, right? So before we only had the opportunity to interact with something that was there for us. It's like going to a vending machine, right? But now we get to control what goes into the vending machine with the generative AI. And that to me has been like the biggest difference in what's all the craze. What's been really cool to see is the speed at which people are starting to use things like uh, ChatGPT or Dolly, um, OpenAI being like the, the main language, if you will. They reached 1 million users in two months. 
It took Instagram to get 1 million users in two years. And then the adoption rate of all other popular technologies are talking years. So you just think even the speed of adoption or use um, compared to anything else, that's just telling of you know what's next. So my first interactions, I was thought IBM was super cool with Watson. We do have IBM um, weather company's head of data and uh, head of data and analytics joining us at GL Next as a speaker. Dana, you just mentioned GL Next. Yes. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what GL Next is? It's in New York this year, by the way. So GL Next, as you know, um, is our annual industry conference, bringing together thought leaders um, and other experts in areas like marketing, areas like technology, like life sciences, and even legal, um, just sharing what's working for them um, in a safe community of, of you know, our clients, our partners, and other people in the industry. So to be in, uh, what, New York, September yes. 21st and 22nd. Yeah, it's it's one of uh, my favorite events uh, at Transperfect. The speaker's always amazing, and I always leave with knowledge, right? Like some well, sort so. of trendy thing, um, <laughs> something related to the future. So it's it's a lovely time. So back to AI, speaking of the future. When you look at the stats, mm -hmm. companies, IT teams, DevOps teams, they're all investing in AI more than any other thing right now, mm -hmm. right? What are your thoughts on balancing this integration of AI into business, um, you know, when you think about uh, the human touch or when you think about um, the tasks and, and job loss and all these emotions? It really just comes down to knowledge, I think, first. Um, and then an understanding of not what to use AI for, but how to integrate it into what you're already doing. When I think about the adoption and the investments people are making, it's really anything that's helping with speed, efficiency, and productivity. So you think about the speed at which you can move through some of those generation processes. That's where at least clients that I speak to now are seeing value. The apprehension is around ownership, right? And ownership rights, so imagery being one of them. The whole time I was listening to you talk, I kept thinking about like my high school computer teacher. Mm. <laughs> Let's talk about it. No, and what I remember her He's saying like, was- I hope not a high school teacher. And it's like computer class. Yes. Think about computer class. I don't know what they call it now, but um, one of the things she used to say was, technology can be your best friend or your worst enemy, right? And when you think about ownership and, um, you know, when I was, you read articles uh, reading about like AI hallucinations, right? I love that term, like, by the way. Yeah, should we talk about what AI let's, hallucinations? Let's talk about that. Yeah, I love I, it. So I'd say an imagery, an example of that would be, I don't know if anyone's ever created imagery. We're, we've been working on that together for mm -hmm. some, some clients, um, you know, asking the AI to create something with, let's say, an elderly person and a younger person in their family, right? Mm -hmm. And at a fair or at a festival, uh, playing a game together. Great, you get this beautiful image, but maybe there's another nose or maybe there's three arms. We're seeing hallucinations in content as well right now. Mm -hmm. So um, the, and I could say from a brand governance standpoint, this is like an assurance, assurance. right? So the, the theme of content that I've seen come out of AI is, is very confident. It's like, this is, it's a very confident voice. Um, so when you're reading that in human nature, you're probably like, okay, that's factual. 
but the AI is making up facts because you think about it, it's pulling from everything on the internet and just because it's on the internet, it's not true. You mentioned, you know, we're using AI for our clients and yep. with content uh, creation. With plagiarism, AI hallucinations mm -hmm. in the mix, um, how is this something you suggest to marketers when it comes to how they communicate with clients about? You know, what I'm seeing in my communities and my circles is there's not a lot of transparency in how agencies, um, vendors, contractors are using this technology to produce. Uh, I think for us, one of the things we are showing is that transparency. Right now, the value is in high volume, um, I'd say low priority type of content. So anything that you need to just speed. get out the door, the speed, right? So I talk about 500 meta descriptions or say I need to take a PPC campaign for like text ads and I need to generate, move that into 20 different languages and I have a week. Well, rather, you know, I can still have a human do the research and validate it, but the production of all of that, I can do in hours, right? So I can lessen that time. You know what I just thought of also? What's up? Back to feelings. So many because, feelings. you know, marketers, you know, creatives, we got feelings. We're all feelings. Um, why there might be a lack of transparency is also the fear. I could see why a marketer would not want to be honest about revealing to their clients about the use of oh, AI. Oh, yeah, of course. Because of the fear of becoming obsolete, right? You know, I think you hit it on, I think you hit it with fear, mm -hmm. right? The fear of not knowing, and not knowing can be not knowing what's going to happen, mm -hmm. not knowing how to use this not knowing if I should use this, this being an AI tool or a productivity tool. The client's gonna hire you for two things, time and to create something they can't. So, so long as you're doing something that the client doesn't have time to do, you're showing that value, right? And you're helping to get that outcome. However you get to that outcome, it shouldn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So long as it's legit and legal. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how TransPerfect is using AI with some of its clients? I can. Right now, we are using AI for a few things that I just shared with you to speed up um, processes and workflows. So anywhere we can enhance automation on our own processes. When it comes to client work, so we're using AI for high volume, low value content generation. We still need the human to do the research and the strategy that in defines what we prompt the AI and then we tweak the AI engine. Um, meta descriptions, product descriptions, so PDPs, if you will, for retail, um, ad copy for paid media campaigns, uh, image creation, if there's not time for a live photo shoot and stock or imagery budget. just, or budget, <laughs> or stock imagery just won't cut it. You know, we're exploring creating our own starting point for imagery for post editing. Those are just a few use cases. We're also doing some blog content um, but again, it just feels scripted or, or uh, almost templated. So that's, if it needs to be a little bit more high value for marketing purposes, we're still working with a human first approach. So for other like marketers that are just getting out there that are maybe bogged down by the demand at work um, to generate more content, what are some tools that they can use to strategize content, to create content, so my account managers and my client services team members, I have them using ChatGPT to synthesize emails. Other people on my team are using it to summarize transcripts, mm -hmm. to speed up 
getting notes out the door to our clients. Content creators, creative writers, you know, they're using this, um, these tools for new ideas. But as far as like that end to end, just creating and taking our jobs, I don't see it happening. The PC didn't replace us. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of what GLNX is going to be about, yes. right? We focused a lot on how AI can be our best friend, but mm -hmm. I mean, what are some of the challenges you're going to see? So while speed is the value prop mm -hmm. here and the main benefit, it's also going to be the biggest obstacle. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the stats, but the rate of change and the pace of change, because yeah. you have so many people around the world training. If, if everyone's using ChatGPT, that means everybody's training the open AI data set, yeah. right? So that speed of learning... Um, and, you know, and I'd say regulations, but you still have that even with social media and the Internet. And how many years ago did that start? So I, I think people are just going to need to get comfortable with change and speed again and um, see as possible. What's really cool about what's happening and by giving the general public a license to create with with open AI and similar types of products, um, we're going to see all new iterations of content coming out. Uh, we don't know what works yet though, right? So we don't know what people are gonna be able to decipher between real and not real and, and will they care? I mean, creativity is still gonna be the lifeline mm -hmm. of marketing. I mean, right, it's still mm -hmm. the backbone, you still need it and mm -hmm. I think yeah, I can only get as creative as we make it. This conversation was amazing. I know it's only a snippet of all the amazing knowledge that's in your brain um, and we will definitely be having you back on. But if anyone wants to learn a little bit about you, the work that you're doing with TPT Digital, how can they find you? Five, five, five. No, just <laughs> it's for my 90s babies. Um, you know, LinkedIn, always happy to have a virtual coffee. She's um, good for those virtual coffees. I do show up. Um, you know, the TPT Digital website has content about how we're approaching this topic, and we will be updating that regularly. Um, but reach out and connect. And you'll be at GL Next oh, in yeah. New York. I'll be at GL Next in New York. So come on by, say hello. Um, but if it's not me, somebody on my team, you know, we're more than happy to just, again, pull back the curtain, talk about how we're exploring, you know, this new wave of content creation. Uh, and yeah. Thanks again, Dana. And thanks to all of you for joining us. While AI continues to make its mark on our day-to-day -day lives, I think many of the feelings swirling around are just misplaced. Once harnessed, AI-driven chatbots can enhance and extend your abilities as a marketer. You'll probably quickly lose your fear of the unknown and begin to use it to your benefit, from speeding up content creation to enhancing client workflows to meet these increasing demands. As we've seen, it's not just about efficiency, it's about delivering a personalized, relevant experience to your audience. What a beautiful marketing world it would be if we could focus our creative energies on high-value tasks while letting the technology handle the heavy and mundane ones. Stay tuned for more exciting insights and discussions in our upcoming episodes. And don't forget to follow and subscribe for the latest news from Next. Thanks for listening. See you next time. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit the like button and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at nextpodcast at transperfect.com or visit our website at nextpodcast.transperfect.com. Support for this podcast comes from Transperfect, a family of companies providing language and technology solutions for global business. 